A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. After John had been arrested, Jesus came up to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat mending their nets. Then he called them. So he left their father Zebedee in the boat along with the hired men and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, the children can come up for a children's homily. One of these days, your sister's going to come up with you. You know that? So I have a sign. What does it say? You know? Do you read? Follow me. It says, follow me. That's what Jesus is saying to his disciples. And so I'm going to put this sign on my back so that you can follow me, okay? So, walk this way. No, 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 walk this way. Got it, got it. You get the arms going. Get the arms going. Get the legs going. There you go. Walk this way. <laughs> That's right. That's an old Marx Brothers book joke. Your grandparents remember the Marx Brothers, and you had to talk your, your mom and dad into letting you watch some Marx Brothers movies on YouTube. They're a lot of fun. But they used to always say this. They'd say, walk this way, and they'd walk funny, and everybody had to walk funny along with them. And Jesus, when he calls his disciples, he says, follow me. And, of course, that meant that they're going to follow Jesus to the, all the towns and villages that Jesus is going to go to and preach, but it also meant that they would imitate him, that they would not just go where Jesus went, they would learn to live the way Jesus lived. In other words, they had to walk the way Jesus walked. So when he says, follow me, it's not just go where I go, it's live the way I live. Imitate me, Jesus is telling them. And that's what the disciples did. Okay, and you can go back to your seat. And don't forget, Marx Brothers. Make sure you get to watch some Marx Brothers shows. I always love the Marx Brothers. I'm old enough to remember the Marx Brothers, which is probably about, about half the congregation, I think, is probably old enough to remember them. So did you catch that, that homily, the, the, the sermon, the shortest sermon ever preached? Jonah goes around and he says, in 40 days, everybody's going to die. That's the whole sermon. You know, you want to get out of Mass early, I should, I could, I should preach homilies like that. And the amazing thing in is it was so effective, everybody repented. Even God repented. That was quite some, that was quite some homily. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that today, but I just thought that was an interesting little tidbit about Jonah that he gets, gets tossed into the mix here today. But let's talk about Jesus calling his disciples, come follow me. 
What powerful words. What powerful way to draw people to yourself. Come, follow me. I can't say that. We can't say that today, can we? Because all we try to do is we try to bring people, introduce them to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit so they can follow Christ in their lives. They have to follow Christ. They're not going to follow Father Ed, that's for sure. And I think maybe because we can't really say that, we, we invent new things to say and to do, and, and I think we kind of tend to water down the call of Christ. When I was a Methodist, if you wanted to say, what do I need to do to become a member of the church? We always gave them a card to fill out. Fill out this card and you're in. When I was an evangelical, we always said, oh, well, accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and then you're in. Now as Catholics, oh my goodness gracious, you gotta go to class, you gotta go to school, you gotta pass the test. No, you don't make to pass the test. But you have to work, you know, it takes a little more effort to get know, become a, join the Catholic Church. But Jesus, for Jesus, it is so simple. Come, follow me. And in that statement, it is that we become imitators of Christ. We, we give ourselves to Jesus to follow him in all things, to follow his teachings, to follow the example of his life to follow Christ wherever he leads us. And in another place, Jesus says, take up your cross, cross daily and follow me. There was a very wealthy man in Egypt, lived near in what is now the Cairo area. His name was Antony, and his parents were very wealthy. He was a young man, and... Um, his parents had lots of land and money. They were very, very well-to-do. And they died when Antony was about 20 years old. And, as, and when they died, they gave all of their possessions to Antony. Antony inherited everything, but they made it clear they wanted Antony to take care of his sister. He had a sister who was not married, and I'm not sure why she could not marry, but she did not marry. And so Antony was, you know, running the land and the farms, and he was doing his, his parents' business. But then one day, he read in the gospel where Jesus spoke to a rich young man and said, if you would be perfect, sell everything you have and give it to the poor, and you come follow me. And that spoke to Antony's heart, and that's what he desired to do. So he set aside enough of his parents' inheritance to care for his sister so that she would be well cared for the rest of her life. And he took the rest of his parents' property and, and he um, gave some to his neighbors. He sold the rest and gave, it, gave the money to the poor. And he went to live in a cave in the desert. He became the first Christian monk. And around him grew many others who came to live hermit lives in the desert and, and monasticism continued to grow and is an institution in the church to this day because one man heard that call, come follow me, and he followed Jesus into the desert to live a hermit's life in a cave. Nazaria Mesa was nine years old. She was a young girl living in Spain. 
She was nine years old, and she heard Jesus speak to her. And Jesus said to her, you, Nazaria, come follow me. And so at the age of nine, she promised to follow Jesus as good as any human person could. And as she grew up, she began to found a religious order. She gathered sisters around her, and they centered their ministry in Central and South America to minister to the, to the elderly, to minister to the disenfranchised and to the vulnerable. And in her writing of the institutions of her order, she defined what she saw was the way her order should live. And I'm going to read that to you because I think it's very powerful. Nazaria writes, this is our spirit. We are warriors, faithful to the end, no cowardice, all love. Love above all to Christ and in Christ to all people, distributed among the poor, encouraging the sad. We give a hand to the fallen, teach the children, share our bread. We give our lives and our whole being to Christ, to the church, and to souls. Because Nazaria heard the call, come, follow me. Sundar grew up in northern India, in the Punjab province. And his mother wanted Sundar to be a Hindu holy man. This is in the 19th century. She sent Sundar to live in the jungle with this uh, Hindu holy man to, so that he could learn how to be a holy man. But his father did not like the idea. He wanted Sundar to be a successful businessman. So he brought Sundar back from the Hindu holy man and sent him to a British school where he would learn English and math and business and all the, the disciplines needed to be a successful businessman. Well, when Sundar was about 13 years old, his mother fell ill. And Sundar, being a student at the British school, knew about Jesus. They'd given him a copy of the Bible. He'd read the gospel and he saw that Jesus went about healing people. And so he prayed to Jesus to heal his mother, but his mother died. Sundar became very, very angry with God, particularly with the Christian God. So he took the Bible that had been given to him in the British school and he went out into the street and there in front of all of the villagers, he would tear it out, tear out one page at a time and throw it into the fire, renouncing that Christian God who had not allowed his mother to live. And his anger spiraled down into depression until he was ready to kill himself. But he prayed one last time, but he didn't know who to pray to. He really didn't believe in the Christian God and he didn't think much about all the Hindu gods, so he really didn't know who God was or if there was a God. But he prayed, he said, if there, if there is a God, if there is a true God out there anywhere, Reveal yourself to me tonight or I will kill myself in the morning. And in that night he had a vision of Jesus. And Jesus called Sundar, come follow me. And so Sundar 
decided to become an itinerant preacher like Jesus, that he would go from place to place preaching the gospel. That's how he could follow Jesus. And he announced this to his father. He said, I had a vision of Jesus and I'm going to become a preacher of Jesus. And his father immediately denounced him, disinherited him, sent him away, would not allow him to live in his home. His brother tried to kill him. His brother tried to poison him. And as Sundar began to preach to the, and teach to the villagers around him, they all despised him, and many of them tried to kill him by throwing snakes into his bedroom window at night and hoping that the snakes would get him in the night. But Sundar remained faithful to Jesus in wanting to, to follow Jesus, to preach. So he went to back to the British school, and he, he found the priest there. He says, I want to be a priest so that I can preach Jesus to people. Well, and the British priest, you know, brought him into seminary, and he didn't, but he was thus, he didn't last long in seminary because they instructed him that if he was going to be a priest, he had to dress in a suit. He couldn't dress like in, in uh, the Indian, in his Indian garments. He had to dress like a, like a British person because everybody knows Jesus was British. And Sundar knew he couldn't reach his fellow villagers that way. So he renounced colonial Christianity. He donned the saffron robes of a sadhu, of a holy man, and he began to walk barefoot from village to village, telling people about Jesus. Many thousands of converts are attributed to the preaching of the man who became known as sadhu, holy man, Sundar Singh. And he had, there were many miracles were attributed to him as well. And Sundar wrote several books. But his books say nothing about his ministry. They say nothing about conversions or miracles. They simply talk about Jesus and, and his relationship to Jesus. In fact, the, his books read very much like uh, the, the conversations of St. Catherine of Siena. If you've read her, her account of her conversations with Jesus, and if you haven't read them, you probably would want to, the conversations of St. Catherine of Siena. But Sundar did the same thing. He had conversations with Jesus and he wrote out the results of those conversations. And he went about, he spent his entire life walking barefoot from village to village, preaching Jesus, and eventually died in Tibet, trying, moving from one mountain village to another, telling people about Jesus. He also wrote a song, which is why I brought my guitar today. And this is a very simple song. I can teach you, it only has nine words, and it's a very simple melody. Is that working? I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. 
I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. So, I think you've got the song now. It's pretty simple, so everybody sing along, as the scripture says. Sing with joy in your mask, so. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. Three stories, three different individuals, all who heard that call, come follow me, but all whose lives went very different directions. Because God has made us all as individuals. When we hear the call, come follow me, doesn't mean we're all doing the same thing, but we're all walking the same road. We're all following the same master to fulfill what he has created us to be, what he has created us to do. When we hear that call, come follow me, we surrender ourselves to Jesus. We follow him every day, imperfectly. We make mistakes. We slip and fall. But every day we try to follow Jesus a little bit more closely. And in the end, we become Christ to the world. 